Hey, joining us from the Albuquerque Journal, one of the best in the business in the Mount West Conference, and he's very well respected around the Mount West Conference in regards to the media poll. Uh, it's Jeff Grammer hanging out with us here on the Full Court Press. Jeff, thanks for your time. Good to have you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Hey, so news comes out that uh, New Mexico Lobos have decided to opt out of today's game, but there's no COVID reasoning to it. What can you tell us about the Lobos opting out and what it means for the future? It's a good question. The The future beyond this week is, is still up in the air. Um, as I just right before I, I came on with you guys, just updated on Twitter. As of right now, the league, the school, um, that includes San Diego State and New Mexico, Nobody's officially confirmed it. Um, the San Diego Union Tribune with Mark Ziegler, who had a story this morning, as did I, kind of the San Diego State version and the, the UNM version, I guess, from those angles. Um, we're, we're the only ones that have reported it yet, and I don't know, frankly, what the holdup is from the league as to confirming it. They're, the TV station, uh, it was going to be tomorrow night's game, it was going to be a Fox Sports 1 game. You know, they've been informed, obviously. So um, it's... It, it's not a, a hold-up kind of question like it may not happen. It, it, it's going to happen. It, it has already been decided. So I don't know what the league's waiting on. Maybe it's possible they're waiting to see what the long-term um, kind of like to your question, what's going to happen after this. As of right now, here, here's where we stand. The Lobos obviously have had a horrible season. Um, they, they haven't played well. They are in a state where the, the governor had a public health order, still has a public health order in effect that prohibited them from practicing or playing games in the state of New Mexico. So they, you know, by November 20th, when it looked like there, there was nothing to, to work out where they could practice in the state after most teams were about to start the season and already had a month of practice, they moved to, to Lubbock, Texas for the season and start practicing then. So they got a late start um, living out of a hotel in Lubbock for most of the season. They obviously had about a 10 day period in, in St. George, Utah as well, where they actually hosted San Jose state in Dixie State University's gym. So they've been around the Southwest, but not been home. They haven't been using their own gym. They haven't had their own gym to put up shots, work on free throws, work on footwork. They you know, they get 90 minutes between the Lubbock Christian University's men's team and women's team's practices or their volleyball practice or whatever. You know, They get gym time when they can get it. And they, in the hotels, don't have meals together or anything. They, they take their food back to their rooms. They didn't have the residence in in Lubbock a meeting space large enough um, to even have their film session, uh, a group of that many people and have a wow. film session together. So they were doing film sessions in the lobby of the residence in while people were checking into their rooms <laughs> oh. and 15 feet away. Um, it, it's been with, without doubt. And, and I was there for the Nevada series. I was not in Lubbock for the, for the Utah state series, but I was there for the Nevada series the week prior. And it's a, it, it was depressing, man. Like it's, it wasn't, it wasn't a happy existence. These kids are not happy. It's not, you know, like a regular trip where you're gone three or four days and, you know, bounce around the hotel a little bit, kind of cool, hop on a plane. They bust five-plus hours to Lubbock from Albuquerque to play when Utah State chartered. And, like, the opposing teams are actually getting there quicker than the than the Lobos are. They they get on a bus for five hours to get there. So it's, it's a weird existence. It's a miserable existence. It's a team with 12 new players and three new coaches on the staff, and they didn't have an offseason to practice. So all of that is to say they were going to be bad anyway. But things have gotten worse, and that kind of adds to this mental question: is is it too much, or is it is it wearing on the kids too much? They had two players in January opt out of the rest of the season. One at the beginning of the month, and Keith McGee, a senior guard, one just this past Saturday, a freshman point guard named Nolan Dorsey, two scholarship guys that opted out. So where we stand now is when they left the court on Friday, 
They they lost to Fresno State. They it took Fresno State to overtime last Thursday, but then on Saturday it was a ten point loss. But another competitive game. They actually played two really competitive games and had a chance to win them both. But when they leave the court on Saturday, they had eight healthy scholarship players left. And sometime between Saturday when they walked off the court and this morning, they decided they only have six scholarship healthy scholarship players left. And the Mountain West this COVID season requires seven healthy scholarship players to play a game. And they don't have it. So as of right now, I can't even say officially because the league or the, or the school won't officially say it, but I've talked to enough people at both places. As of right now, the situation is this. They are postponing this series with San Diego State. It could be made up, although I highly doubt it will be. It could be made up, and it's because of the number of players available for the Lobos. Now, what I don't think some of these players maybe realize is if you opt out, you can't go to the practice gym the rest of the year. You can't get up shots and, and work out back in Albuquerque and, and all that kind of stuff. If you're if you're opting out to keep the, the bubble, um, the semi-bubble integrity of the team, you can't even have a roommate who's on the team. You're not allowed to, these players are not allowed to have roommates right now that aren't on the team and in their bubble. So it's, it's a weird situation where I think some players were going to opt out. They can't play this week because of it, but now they might want back on. So that's why they haven't canceled the season yet is maybe some of these players realize it's time to come back. And frankly, man, I, I, I don't even know what to, to make of it because it was pretty depressing the two days or the three days I was out there covering them in Lubbock. I can't imagine what they're going through. Um, so that's where we're at. So to be clear, the, the players who are have already left the they've already, they've opted out, but they're not transferring away from the program. Is that correct? Well, yes and no. First of all, their their first opt out was Zane Martin in, in the middle of August, two weeks before classes start. Their leading returning scorer, he was a senior, um, and would have been the leading returning scorer on this year's team. He opted out, citing you know uncertainty in the Mountain West. If you remember back in August. It was right around the time they announced there wasn't going to be a football season in the Mountain West and all that kind of stuff. And if there wasn't going to be football, there certainly wasn't going to be basketball and all that kind of stuff. So he opted out. He transferred back east, where closer to where he's from. But he, he cited the uncertainty of just the situation in general. The player who, at the beginning of January, opted out, a senior, Keith McGee, did not say if he's going to transfer or not. And if you, as you guys know, the NCAA said this year doesn't count for anybody. You can come back. You know, the eligibility doesn't count. So just because he's a senior doesn't mean he can't come back. He hasn't publicly said one way or the other if he's coming back. And then the Saturday transfer, the freshman, he did say he'd enter the transfer portal. So those are the three we know about. Then today, the two players that there are two big men on the team that said they were going to opt out. They didn't say if they were going to transfer yet or either. Um, and then they kind of backed off and changed their mind. So I don't know if they plan to transfer or not, but there's not a whole lot of happy people in this program right now, and, and I imagine there will be plenty of transfers. So uh, I guess the reason, one of the reasons I, I asked that is, if, would it be, is it possible if a player does end up transferring to give that scholarship to somebody else who's a non-scholarship player to get you back to the number necessary? That's a good question. I, I think the answer to that has to do with when the start of the semester is, and I think you're too late now. You have... Mm. The, the semester classes started, uh, oh, I don't have the date in front of me, but I think it was two weeks ago now um, at UNM. And I think you have up until 10 days after the first day of classes um, to basically be enrolled and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're past the window where they can now kind of move scholarships around to make that number happen. When I talked with the people at UNM today who, who don't want to say anything on the record yet, they did not say that was an option. 
Um, it is a fair question, and maybe a week ago, I think it would have been possible, but I don't think that's possible right now, um, at least in terms of the eligibility question. You can give a scholarship at any point. Um, if a guy's not using the scholarship anymore, you can give a, a scholarship to a walk-on. You see that happen a lot. In fact, Utah State's had players that have you know started off as walk-ons and ended up getting a scholarship after they hit game-winning shots to beat the Lobos a couple times, I think. So, um, you brought they, it up. We didn't need to. <laughs> you know, those things happen. So obviously the scholarships can go to a player, but in this situation, I, I think they maybe passed the, the eligibility kind of date, but um, you know, it's a good question. BJ Rance reported, I believe about a month ago or so, that Leon Rice had voiced his opinion about the Mount West Conference Tournament, that they should shrink it from the 11 teams, move to a different format for one for two reasons. One, COVID-19, and two, to take and protect the top four teams. I'm in disagreement of that, but I'm at Utah State. I would love to hear a New Mexico Lobo rider's opinion on this. Well, I, I think that you know I have a, a few thoughts on that. One is this year was all about trying to play as best you can. If it didn't work out, you know, whatever, you know, it's not going to be fair. We got these 20 game, two game series formats. It's not a home and home series. It was all about just trying to figure out how to get games. So at the end of that, to take away games from a team like a San Jose state, who's been relocated out of their County and playing out of a hotel in Phoenix all year. And to take it away from a New Mexico, be it the men's and women's both, you know, they've been relocated out of their home state and going through you know, basically a miserable existence just to try and get games to take away the conference tournament from them seems a little odd to me. It doesn't seem like something the league presidents and the league ADs were ever on board with. I also think it's a, it's a heck of a year for a Leon Rice to, to make that suggestion since he has, you know, significant troubles year in and year out getting out of the quarterfinals. I understand where he's coming from. Um, he wants to make sure he doesn't have that problem again. So he has a good team. It doesn't help him if the New Mexico's and San Jose States and Air Forces of the world go to the conference tournament, but you can't bring that up just in this year when it, when it benefits you. I, I think the one thing about this league that has always been pretty good is that conference tournament. They do a good job at this level, the mid-major level, or the group of five level. They do a really good job with their conference tournament, and it's always been an all-inclusive conference tournament. I don't think you change that now just to benefit what is a really unique year where there are four really good teams and then, then just a drop-off. I think there's probably three tiers. It's basically those top four, and then maybe Nevada and UNLV. I don't know what to make of those two teams yet. Maybe I'll give them their own middle tier. But then after that, there's a pretty significant drop-off to the rest of the league. So it's unique in that regard, but I still don't think that means you, you've changed the, the conference tournament format this year. You know, we're talking to Jeff Grammer. He's with the Albuquerque Journal. Uh, great story about what's going on with the Lobos. There's a lot of questions about uh, the, their season continuing or not. Uh, now there, besides players opting out, there have been some injuries too. I, any chance that there, this could be an injury situation, that it's just because of this week a player wouldn't be healthy enough and available in time? Yeah, so I, I mean, running down their 13 scholarship guys that, that started the, the fall semester, I guess, they had 13 scholarships. One of them had a COVID um, case in the offseason and never got cleared since then. Um, because it's COVID, they're not getting into details about that. He does not have COVID anymore. The team doesn't have any COVID positives right now. But ever since he had COVID, he never got cleared again after that. So there's one scholarship for a player um, who, who's no longer available. They have two guys that have now on scholarship opted out, so you're down to 10 players. Saturday, Rod Brown, a starting forward, hurt his, his left foot. They haven't said if it's Achilles or not, but he, he grabbed the back of his heel pretty quickly, and they were supposed to update that today in a Zoom conference that they haven't held yet. Um, 
because of these other developments, but there there's another guy who's not available. They also had a starting guard, Isaiah Marin, who did not make the Fresno trip because of an eye situation. He has, I, I don't know if it's pink eye or an infection or what. It's an eye injury, I guess, maybe, that has not yet cleared up enough to, to play for the San Diego State series, but that's an eye situation. So, yes, there are some of that, some of those injury situations that get, to get that number down, but it wasn't enough to get it down to six. There had to have been at least two more players who since Saturday's game that did play on Saturday, and there were no injuries other than the Rod Brown one, there had to have been two other players that, that changed their status in the in the recent days. And whether or not UNM comes out and says they opted out or not, I don't know. Um, maybe they've gotten injuries since then, or, or some injuries will pop up um, that, that we didn't know about. But as of right now, I mean, I've, I've talked to people associated with the team and with some of the players, frankly, um, the opt-out is what happened here. There were players opting out that brought their numbers down. And um, I do I do think, though, that those two other players I mentioned, Rod Brown, who hurt himself Saturday in the Fresno State game, and Isaiah Marin, who had the eye situation going on, those are two guys they expect back. So when those two guys get back, they would be back to above that, that seven limit that the Mountain West requires. And um, maybe that's why they haven't canceled the whole season at this point. But, man, I, I can tell you, it's... It's under consideration right now. I know Twitter can be incredibly toxic, but I saw a tweet below one of your reports of a story uh, on this situation, and they said Paul Weir needs to go. That's crazy, right? Like Paul Weir should not be blamed for all this. Is that am I crazy for saying that? Or I think Paul Weir is probably on his last leg here. Um, but yeah, huh. blame this whole situation on Paul Weir um, would would be silly. Now, I will say this: I don't think Paul has handled. The, the public messaging of this very well from the start. When At the beginning of the season, he was pretty open about, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. If we're going to have to live out of a hotel all year, that's going to wear on these kids. and Maybe it's not the right thing to do. But what they decided was, and the women's team as well, was, okay, and New Mexico State, also the other Division One team in the state, they did the same thing. They, when Once you decided to play the season, I, I don't think the best thing to do is to sort of re- we litigate the case every post-game press conference and, and kind of remind everybody all the time and remind the players, frankly, all the time about all the struggles they're going through and, and all that. Once you decided to play, I think you kind of made that decision and, the, and the, the players themselves said they wanted to play. So while he's trying to come from a, a place where he's being compassionate to the players, and I'm all for that, I, I think players deserve more power in college basketball than they have, frankly, he started coming from that place, but when he keeps reminding people that, and it comes after a 30-point loss or a 25-point loss, a long time ago he lost the um, the power of that message. It, it came across as excuse making and "woe is me" kind of stuff that I think wore people the wrong, you know, started to wear on people here. And that's where I think he lost the messaging battle. And he could have had some help, you know, his AD could have come out, um, people around the state could have come out and said the same thing for him. But really, he was the only one saying it over and over again. And um, I, I just think at some point when you decided to play, you, you can't keep reminding people how tough it is on you to play. You just kind of have to play and, and stick it through or stick it out. And uh, that's that's kind of where they're at now. They, it sounds like maybe they don't want to stick it out the rest of the way. And uh, this is where they're at. Hey, one last question, Jeff, before we let you go. I, I guess if this game, well, these games don't look like they're going to happen. Um, and if it's not a postponement because of covid does it go down as a forfeit for new mexico and does san diego state get victories as a result 
So, uh, you know, a couple things there. The, the first thing is they're going to win these games anyway. So, yeah, they're going to have wins if they play or if they forfeit, obviously. But as of right now, because it is technically, uh, um, I guess, a health situation where you don't have the minimum number of healthy scholarship players, the league will count it for now as a postponement that is a no contest if it doesn't get rescheduled. That changes, though, if the Lobos, for whatever reason, decide they're not going to continue the season. If they decide then that they're not going to continue the season, the rest of the, and it's not because of COVID-specific cases, like a case on the team, if they're then not playing, then those become forfeits. So the only way um, it will become a forfeit is if the Lobos decide we're not going to try and get our our injured players back this year. We're just going to call it a season and we're done. Then these all become forfeits at this point. Jeff, you're one of the best in the biz. Greatly appreciate you for your time. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the night and keep up the great work. Sounds good. Thank you, guys.